He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Spirit, and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary and our Seraphic Father Francis, we come together now in prayer. We are hurt people. We are a wounded people. We are a people who feel so much pain and sorrow. It's as though the world has turned against the ways of God. It is as if the world has turned away from the path of compassion. And here we are. Father, I ask that you not only forgive us, but that you help us and strengthen us to fight the good fight, that we will stand up in peace and in truth, and help the world see that we are stronger when we are united. That our diversity makes us strong. We are one body. And you are the head. And how crazy it would be if everyone were an eye or a hand or a foot. Everyone has their calling. Everyone has their history. Everyone has their past. Holy Father, help us to move forward. Help us to live in strength and help us to fight off the darkness that is coming for us and for the world. In the name of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hi, everybody. I'm trying something new today. Today, we're going to be talking about compassion. And for the first time, I am broadcasting the recording of the podcast live on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to continue to do that, but I thought today I really should. It's, it's been a hard couple weeks, and I had decided that we should bring the podcast back immediately after the election. And I decided that before the elect, before we knew who would win the election. But I felt that we needed to come together as a community to pray and to work for the justice that we need in the world with everything going on against the Standing Rock Sioux right now and in so many places around the world. And... Then the election happened, and I felt like I didn't have anything to say, because it's not that I was angry or sad. I was hurt more than anything, and I didn't want to come to you all 
from a place of hurt, from a place of pain. And I wanted to think it through and come to before you all once I had something to say. And as soon as I figured out what it was that I thought I should say, my, my first instinct was actually that, no, nah, that's too simple. No, nah, that's not it. But it is. This is the time to remember the two great commandments and the golden rule. To remember what the prophet told Micah. What God told Micah. What do I require of you, mortal, O mortal, but that you love kindness, do justice, and walk humbly before your God? And over the weekend, this task got even harder because I'm reading an interview with a new member of the cabinet, well, the new security strategic advisor for the president-elect. And among his heroes, the people that he wants to emulate most and feels that he can learn the most from, he honestly said Satan. He did. And I, I laughed when I read it because... I thought to myself, no, no, I, I, I'm, I mean, we've been look, I've been feeling like this is a spiritual crisis that we're, you know, working on changing the world and making it a better place, and that this is the dark forces of the world fighting back. I never thought that I would see a person in that fight actually say that their hero is the devil. Like, seriously, he said that. And he meant it. Whether you believe in a personal devil or not, I don't care. I really don't care. The concept of the devil, the idea of Satan is real. Satan is the power that divides. It is the power that puts me first and others second, last, or not at all. Remember, the biblical description of the devil is he is the one who cried out, I will ascend into heaven. Idiot, you're already in heaven. I will stand amongst the holy. Idiot, you already stand amongst the holy. I will be like the most high. Idiot, you're an angel. You're already like the most high. But that's the thing to understand about the idea of the devil. And again, like I said, don't stop listening because you don't believe in a personal devil. It doesn't matter. The idea is, what's, is what matters. The devil is that power that says, I am not as great, as grand, as honored, as adored, as loved as I should be. And so I will ascend. I will put myself first. I will be the one on high. No. We all know that's not the way to get ahead. That's the way for temporary gain. That's the way to find momentary gratification. But it has no lasting effect. It does nothing to make life better for yourself or for others. It does nothing but make you feel better. 
It lets you pat yourself on the back. And it is the exact opposite of compassion because the opposite of compassion is division. If you are dividing people, if you think that what makes you great is making other people lesser than you, you really need to think about that because that doesn't make you great. It shows your weakness. This is the power of compassion. This is the power that our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. He said that there are two commandments. One of the greatest commandments he was asked, there are two, he said. First, love your God with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Now, that can be hard for some people. Well, what do you mean by God? What is God? God is being. God is existence. God is creation. God is creativity. God is silence. God is the ease of pain. God is letting go. God is justice. God is celebration. Have you ever, if you've ever felt love, you felt the presence of God. If you've ever seen justice done, you've been in the presence of God. If you've ever had your suffering relieved, you've been in the presence of God. Love that. Love that with all your heart, your mind, and your spirit. We're not talking about some intangible, woo-gee-boogie-boogie-boogie-boogie up in the sky. We're not. And we shouldn't be. Because that's not what the message is about. Love your God with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Love justice with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Love compassion with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Love knowledge and wisdom with your heart, mind, and spirit. Love splendor. Love victory. Love healing. Love silence. Love all. Love creation and creativity with all of your heart, your mind, and your spirit. That is the first commandment, because all of those things are God. Love your imagination with all your heart, mind, and spirit. That's God. The second, he said, is like the first. And it's to love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor. Who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is the person next to you. Your neighbor is the person who's standing next to you wherever you are. It's not just the person that lives next door to you. If we're talking about nations, your neighbors are the countries around you. They're the other countries of the world. If we're talking about a person, it's every person you ever meet or have the power to affect. That is your neighbor. Love them. Like you would God. Love them with your heart, your mind, and your spirit. Well, how do you do that? Jesus again gave us a very simple rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's easy. Nah, it's not easy. We all know it's not easy. Because we have a cruelty inside us. We have a vindictiveness inside us that makes us want to stand up and fight and yell and argue and be that person who just shouts down the other. It doesn't solve anything. 
Thanksgiving's coming up. How many of us have had one of those Thanksgivings where we got there and we started arguing over this, that, and the other, and there was fighting and blah, 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 and then we all went away hungry. That didn't help anyone. That didn't help anyone at all. This is the secret of life. This is the most powerful thing we can ever learn or get out of life. Love your God with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is the heart of compassion. That is the secret to life. That is the thing that will make us come together. That's the one thing that was missing. If this election in the United States has taught us anything, and it's the elections that we're seeing all around the world, the upcoming election in Germany, the upcoming election in France, the Brexit vote in England, all of these elections have taught us one thing. We are terrible at compassion. We are terrible at looking at our problems and seeing them in other people. We are terrible at seeing the problems of others and seeing them as our problems. And I know a lot of the people who are listening to my voice right now may not be Christian. I don't care. These are things we can all do. But for those of you who claim to be Christian, for those of you who claim to be followers of Christ, I want to remind you what Jesus said. Jesus said, in the end, when we're dead and gone and the final judgment comes upon us, we will be judged by one thing. What's that? Is it going to be a Bible quiz? He's going to look at us and say, could you please quote John 3, 16? No, no. Memorizing scripture, not what Jesus said we're going to be judged on. Is it going to be arcane beliefs? Like people like me who believe in the philolic, who believe that the philoquia should not have been added to the creed? Or maybe I'm wrong and it should have been added to the creed and so I'm out. Is that what we're going to be judged on? No. Nowhere in scripture does it say that that's how we're going to be judged. Is it going to be the social issues that we stood up for? Maybe. But it's probably not the ones you're thinking of. Jesus said that when everyone comes before him in the last days, he will divide them into two groups. One group will go on to the kingdom of his father. And what a what did they do? How did they get there? First, they believed in at least the work that he does. They believed in compassion. They believed in hope. But not only did they believe in it, they worked for it. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was sick, you comforted me. When I was in prison, you came to visit now go on to the rewards prepared for you in my father's kingdom. And to the other side, he said, go into the darkness prepared for the devil and his angels. For when I was hungry, you sent me away. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. When I was sick, you didn't comfort me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit and they will say, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or sick or in prison? 
And Jesus said, Whatever you have done to the least of these, my brethren, you have done to me. Uh oh. That's that's heavy. And I know we like to live in a consequence-free world, especially in religion. Christianity has become so consequence-free that we don't talk about anything dealing with divine consequences in this world or the next. But for those of you who call yourself Christian and you're not helping to feed the hungry, and by the way, God helps those that help themselves. That's not in the Bible. That was a witticism by Benjamin Franklin. And Paul said, if a person doesn't work, neither should he. Yes, I did say that. He did say that. But Paul was human. Paul made mistakes. Paul made mistakes all the time. I know, and I'm not supposed to say that, right? The inerrancy of Scripture and all that. No, Jesus, Jesus was God. Paul was a person. Paul was blinded by the world that he lived in. Remember, Jesus said he would send us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would teach us all those things that we could not bear to hear. Ooh. There's a lot of things today we can't bear to hear. But the Spirit is speaking. Paul did not have perfect love. He did not have perfect compassion. I would say, with the exception of Jesus, none of us have perfect love. None of us have perfect compassion. But we have to work for it. We have to strive for it. And before my Lutheran sisters and brothers come after me saying I am pushing some kind of works righteousness. I'm not. I'm really not. The Apostle James said, by my works, I will show you my faith. That's what I'm talking about. If you really believe in God, if you really believe in the one who is love, justice, compassion, beauty, creation, creativity, and wisdom, and so many other things that I don't even have time to say here. The Apostle John says, whoever does not know love does not know God, because God is love. So I'm not saying that we're saved by our works. I'm saying, I'm saying we are saved by our faith. If we believe in God, who is a God of justice, who's not just a God of justice, but who is justice itself, who is righteousness itself, who is love itself, you will see the fruit of that belief in all of our actions. You will see it demonstrated in everything that we do. Because God is love. And true faith in God comes out in our lives, whether we believe it or not, whether we want to believe it or not. True faith is seen in works. All truth is seen in works. 
Truth is not an idea. Truth is not a fact. Truth is the result of actions. How do you know if something is true? You judge the fruit of it. You judge the results. Does it bring people together? Does it help people? Is it good for people? Then it's probably true and good. It's a very simple system that Jesus gave us. We don't have to struggle with great intellectual arguments over what's good and what's not. Is giving people proper and adequate health care good? Does it help people? If it helps people, it's good. And I hate to speak like that, but I really feel like we need to go back to Word 101. Not just like the Word of God 101, which I have to say again, as I said, I don't know how many times on this podcast, but the Word of God is a person not parchment. Jesus is the word of God. The Bible is a book. Blessed are you, O Lord, who gives us strength and wisdom. Blessed are you, O Lord, who gives us life and hope. Blessed are you, O Lord, who fills us with joy that we may be joyful to others. That's that. That's the secret of life. That's the secret of living. That's the answer to all this. I know it sounds like I'm being overly simplistic, but that's how it is. That is the answer. That is the secret. That is the key to compassion. If you really believe in anything, and I mean anything, you can tell, not by what comes out of someone's mouth. Not by the music they listen to, or the shows they watch. Or the fact that I have a Simpsons poster over one shoulder and a Star Wars poster that fell off the wall on the other. No. It's what we do. It's what we do and how we do it. That's how you can tell what a person believes. How do they treat other people? Do they treat them as equals? Do they treat them as lessers? How do they treat others? That is the key to compassion. If you want to know if you are being compassionate enough, just ask yourself how you treated others today. Did you smile at someone just because you could? That's a start. And it always starts with the small things. Everybody wants to make it start with a big thing. It doesn't start with big things. It starts with small things. I hope this meant something for you. It meant something for me. I'm going to try doing this again. If you want to follow the live stream, you can head over to facebook.com slash wisdomscry. Follow us over there. You go to the website, wisdomscry.com. You can find all the links to everything, including the podcast there. That's why if you're watching the live stream, I have headphones on because I'm monitoring the sound for the podcast. Because if I don't do this, sometimes it gets weird and I don't know it. Show somebody today that you love them. Just give them a hug. Call somebody you haven't called in a while and just tell them what they mean to you. 
tomorrow we're going to start digging a little bit deeper into this and see where it goes. Let's end with a prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and in the power of the Holy Spirit and through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary and our Seraphic Father Francis, I pray that everyone in the sound of my voice will know compassion in their lives, that they will know love. And I ask through this prayer and through your intercession that all will be filled with joy and the causes of joy, and all will be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, and God bless.